0: Hello, everyone. Wish I could say it's great to see you guys, but um, I can't see you uh, physically. However, uh, I can see you in my spiritual mind's eye, my imagination, and I think that's probably part of the new reality that we're having to having to adapt to, which is uh, a pretty major change for a lot of us. However, uh, I think because of the miracle of online platforms and accessibility and things that are now easy to do and easily taken for granted. Uh, We're able to meet as a a church on this platform. And I'm so grateful that as we do, uh, God is using it to bless so many people uh, in so many ways. And I think uh, churches being able to do what we're doing right now is one way that we can stay together and stay focused. And hopefully, uh, continue to stay rooted and grounded in the things of the Lord. And uh, my hope today is if there is a purpose that I have in all of this, uh, that I can help you uh, uh, remain in him uh, to not um, give in to fear. Uh, as I mentioned last week, allow fear to find a place behind the, uh, the wheel. And we know that uh, we can never do that. We always have to have Jesus at the center of everything, and when he is uh, at the center of our soul, uh, there is a peace and there is a sense that his perfect love casts out all fear. And uh, so in helping us to overcome that, hopefully last week, if you saw the, uh, the message online, uh, you're able to uh, maybe adapt personally uh, to your relationship to fear and hopefully in the process, uh, changed that relationship in a way that um, will be sustaining. Well, before we begin, uh, there are a lot of uh, things that uh, we have been praying for and need to pray for a lot of people. Uh, and I, if, if you saw the challenge that uh, Brittany put on, on Facebook uh, during Spirit Week for the selfie challenge, uh, one of the things that we included was the fact that uh, we had too many prayers that we've offered up in these few weeks that we have been in quarantine, uh, that we could even um, uh, count them. And I don't think that's a bad thing. Uh, so in continuing on in that uh, that pattern of behavior, uh, I'd just like for you to bow with me if you would. Uh, wherever you are, uh, we are together in spirit, and so, Uh, why don't we just go to the Lord as we are? Our Father, we are so grateful that no matter what we have to face in life, we don't face it alone. That you are the kind of Father who is ever-present. You are such a resource in so many ways for the things that we lack in life, that as we turn to you for each and every one of them, We discover time and time again that you are constantly faithful. And we thank you, Lord, that as we face realities that are uncharted, unprecedented, that you are there with us and that you are over all of these circumstances in ways that we can't even begin to imagine. I pray, Father, that you help us as we open our eyes to the things that are happening around us. Many of them have been unseen, but now we catalog them in new ways. As we just think about simple things that we take for granted, like grocers who scan our food and enable us to take groceries home and be nourished and provided for in that way and the reality of what their life is like on the front lines, people that distribute these things and people that take out our waste. And we are so grateful that as these unsung heroes are committed to keeping things going, we are so dependent upon them. And so we pray for them, Lord, we socially sometimes relegate people in those roles as not important, And yet when things like this happen, they are supremely important, and we're grateful for them. And we just pray that you would protect those people that are in those roles from uh, uh, COVID-19. And we pray, Father, that as those who are um, experiencing difficulties health-wise, and some of them under the effects of this virus, we pray for doctors and nurses who tirelessly and selflessly present themselves to lives that are that are suffering, that are vulnerable, that are hurting, that are afraid. And I'm so grateful for those who serve in that way, and especially those from the body here at First Christian. I pray, Father, for people that work in the backgrounds, like scientists who are working day and night to try to find a, a cure for something that uh, we've never encountered before. And we pray that your wisdom would be upon them and the insight that they need to see what mechanisms are in play that they can counteract. I pray for political leaders who have a calling to serve the interest of the community, that they would be united for the purposes of the well-being of our humanity as they have been originally called. And I ask, Father, that you would just work in their lives and give them Uh, a a renewed understanding of what that calling is supposed to mean. Father, I am so grateful that under these conditions, this is perhaps the first time in many of our lives that the whole world has been united in a way that we share a common adversary. And we're grateful, Father, that as we experience this uniting together, it reminds us how interdependent we are. Father, I just pray for those this morning who are hearing your word and hopefully finding their souls nourished. I I know that circumstances vary from place to place and house to house. Lord, there are people in our midst who are wondering with big question marks, what does this financially uh, have to do with uh, the outlook for the future and how will this impact our lives, our family? Father, I pray that you would just help us to know that in you is a resource. Your very name is centered on uh, being our great provider, Jehovah Jireh. Father, I pray for those who are at home with their kids and their routines have been greatly disrupted and they're having to struggle with, how do I keep them busy? How do I keep my sanity? And Father, as walls close in, I pray that there would be uh, uh, perhaps an opportunity to see things in a fresh way, less through walls closing in and maybe opportunities that are there in front of us. Lord, I, I don't know how to pray beyond that other than that you would help our people that are hurting and those that um, I know have been being prayed for through social media, through texting, through emails. And I just pray that you would touch those lives as well. Lord, I just wanna give this time to you. And uh, for those who are familiar with the Lord's Prayer, I'm gonna pray it and feel free to pray along with me. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us of our debts as we forgive our debtors and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Well, as we uh, kind of move from our our time uh, around uh, the Lord's throne and prayer in our spirits, I wanted to just move into some things that I hope you'll find encouraging for the week ahead. Uh, last week, it was... Um, It was uh, really a challenge for me to try to even get this message going. And as um, it began to unfold, uh, it's probably one of those messages I'll I'll never forget about because weird things started to happen. And uh, if you really want to know in detail what I'm talking about, just look at the first couple of minutes of, of the last message that we gave last week. I'm glad uh, I, as I, when I finished up, I thought the first thing I want to do is edit that out because obviously it's a distraction, but I did receive this, this, uh, this very uh, kind text from one of our people and I'm going to share it. It said, thank you so much for today's wonderful message. Do you know, we laughed and laughed and laughed some more at the first two minutes of the YouTube feed. We watched it three times. And as I'm listening to this, I'm like, well, I guess if at, uh, at at my expense, I could help you to find some levity in the midst of something very seriously, then it's well worth it. You were desperately attempting to get the feed to go live and then distractions began. A message was trying to be relayed by a visitor, rocks tapping at the window, trying to get your attention, a visitor appears, and then guidance was given to move forward. And that's about it. This two minute experience is a sermon message for the future. Stay the course, I agree. Lots of parallels to various Bible stories and God showing us guidance too. Laughter is good, especially during these days of staying home and flattening the curve. I appreciate that text. And hopefully uh, what you watched uh, in the first couple of minutes uh, gave you an opportunity to laugh a little bit. And then pivoting, hopefully, uh, to things that you needed to perhaps ponder or clarify. And uh, if so, I'm grateful that um, maybe you went to bed that night a little bit more at peace, a little less fearful, and perhaps trusting even more that God is in this as we are in this together, as so many people are saying. There's a passage of scripture that comes to mind for me as we're going through this. And it's amazing how different circumstances create uh, a a fresh understanding of what the Bible says under uh, conditions that we've never experienced before. And if you have your Bibles, uh, feel free to look at Colossians chapter two. I'm gonna be looking at the first eight verses of of uh, of that chapter. And as Paul wrote these words, Um, There are so many touch points that are listed in it that I I just want to um, uh, draw a comparison between what we're going through right now and what he was facing as he was writing this letter from, of all places, prison. And as Paul's writing this, uh, I think we have some fresh understanding of how this can apply. Um, And the first thing that I want to underscore within your hearts and minds as we start to go through this is I want you to just consider embracing this reset that we're going through. Yeah, you heard me correctly, embracing this reset because within all of the fear and all of the doom and gloom that we hear online and the things that are the unknowns and the fact that the whole world seems to be uh, in a stay-at-home mode, This is actually a wonderful opportunity for God to work. And I believe he will, and that it is a season of new opportunities. And there's a part of me that's convicted by the fact that if we don't take advantage of this moment, uh, we're going to be kicking ourselves down the road. And so here's what I would like for you guys to consider. And that is that, first of all, we know that in Romans 8, 28, that God works together for good, all things for those who love him and are called according to his purpose. And I would say, especially this season that we're in, God is saying this is a perfect opportunity to work things together for good. And I believe he will. Why is it a perfect opportunity? Because he has our attention and as Much as we try to master things in the world and have control of our lives and have control of everything that has to do with um, uh, what it means to be a community or a country or a world. The bottom line is we don't know where this is going and we feel a little bit out of control. And I think this is a good time for us to push the pause button and ask the question, God, if nobody's in control, then who is? And I believe that God is. And I believe that as we look at the circumstances that we're in, God is saying, I am giving you an opportunity to take all of the distractions and all of the busyness and just put it aside. And look at what's in front of you. And then look at what's going on above you that vertical dimension where God is at work and always has been at work, but because we are so distracted or so busy, we're not really paying attention. But I think now it's a good time to do that. And I wanna encourage you to help uh, God uh, in the process of cooperating with what he's doing to not waste this opportunity. What's happening during this, what I would call reset uh, because I, I, I use that language carefully. I honestly believe that when this is done, we're going to be different. The world is going to be different. The world as it, as it was on, let's say, let's pick a date, March 12th, March 13th. <clears throat> as, it, as it was, as um, the door was closing on that moment. The world is entering into a new place and I, I firmly believe that whatever that season was that we've experienced in the past, I don't think we're gonna, we're gonna be in that place anymore. We are actually in uncharted waters. And when, when we're able to walk out of our homes and embrace one another in ways that involve handshakes and for Virginia bond, hugs, then I, I, I know that um, it will be different. Things will have changed inside us and outside in the world around us. I'm already seeing that and it's, 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 been, it's been a cool experience because there's a, a transitional overlap between the season that we left and the season that we're moving into. I started to see a new civility, a new caring, a new response that people were having towards one another that I haven't seen in a long, long time. And it was a disarmed openness to other people. It was a kindness. It was people letting other people in front of the the food line for them, people that were uh, just being kind on the streets. And before we started this quarantine process, uh, there was just a civility that I hadn't witnessed before. There was a a, a person that I know that uh, in the town that they lived in, there was posted on a tree not very far from their house, these words. It was a a piece of paper that somebody had tacked onto a tree that was visible from the sidewalk. And it said at the top in, in, in the header, those in need elderly or sick and then they gave their email and Essentially the message said this those who need help, please email me I'm offering at no charge or fee to help any elderly or person in need to the best of my abilities I Will shop for you or it says rather shop for you. I will help prescriptions I will help dog walking I will help. I will help you to the best of my ability. These are worrisome times, it says at the bottom. And if you find yourself alone, please reach out and ask for help. And I think that captures the spirit of where a lot of us are at. And these conditions have, I think, kind of socially engineered us into a space where we feel vulnerability. And as a result, I think people are stepping up and recognizing that as so many people are saying, we're in this together, no matter what um, our, 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 our group is that we come from, whether it's political or whether it's a church or whether it's some other identity badge that is preeminent to who we say that we are. There's something at a deeper level where we have a shared common humanity that is coming to the surface, front and center, and because it's so clarifying, it reminds us that underneath even that layer, there's God. Well, let's get back to our passage of scripture, because I want to I want to focus on embracing the reset as uh, as it relates to what Paul wrote from prison. And here's what he said: I want you to know how hard I am contending for you and for those at Laodicea and for all those who have not met me personally. My goal is that they may be encouraged in heart and united in love so that they may have the full riches of complete understanding, which is something that we kind of lack right now. In order that they may know the mystery of God, namely Christ. I say, so hopefully so far, you see that at the bottom of it all, if we tap into the wisdom that we find through our connection with Jesus, and it's a personal connection every day that we make, we do it through Bible study, prayer, things that are the pathways for us into the Lord's heart. When we do that, we find that everything else takes perspective from that. And as Paul is writing this from prison, he knows that the people that he's writing to are facing their own challenges. And some of them comparable in experience uh, as Christians perhaps who are locked away in their homes, gathering as believers because the Roman government says you can't do that. And in a lot of ways, uh, they and their mindset, even though they're 2000 years removed are where we are at. Paul says, I tell you this so that no one may deceive you by fine sounding arguments. I mentioned last week, a lot of you keep your TV turned on for a sense of of overcoming the loneliness and having the noise. But there's a lot of fine sounding arguments that are being given regarding uh, sense making as they try to convey through the media what this all means. And I think that you have to take some of that stuff with a grain of salt. Now, I'm I'm the type of person who would say that you can you can be open to everything as a possibility but also keep it at arm's length being critical of everything. And that is you question things even though you're open to new possibilities. And I want you to be open to the possibility that God is using this reset not so much for us to be uh, locked down in fear and and, and and totally tuned into our televisions, listening to the fine sounding arguments, but rather God is saying to us, just turn that stuff off and focus on me. <laughs> it's kind of like, look at me for a change. And I'm very happy to do that uh, because I've discovered even before all of this happened that as I do, he is a source of, of comfort And as a result of that, I trust him. And it's easier for us to embrace the reset when we trust the one who is overseeing it all and using the difficult times that we're in to hopefully make us better people. Here's the other thing that I think God wants us to do. And that is, um, let me ask a question first of all. What what is going on in your life as you are embracing the reset? Is it it you're you're having family dinners together like you've never had before? Maybe you're praying more. Maybe you're texting people more or emailing or calling. Perhaps uh, you have your own um, infographic of what things you've done under the COVID-19 quarantine. And as you look at that infographic, uh, perhaps you can look at the Facebook page that Brittany put together and, and, and see ours. Uh, they're just things that we've done that we don't normally do in the way that we've done them. And they've been really a good opportunity. As we embrace the reset, here's what I want you to consider. And I'm, I'm preaching to myself almost as much as I'm preaching to anyone else here. And that is simply um, we have to embrace each other. And in brackets, online. That's the only way that we can right now. And I read a passage of scripture a long time ago that I've pondered in many different ways. And it struck me that it it, it it probably has its greatest significance right now. And it is from verse 5 where Paul writes, For though I am absent from you in the body, I am present with you in the spirit. And that's not a unique saying for Paul because he's... Mentioned that in 1 Corinthians 5.3, he says, for my part, even though I am physically present, I am with you in spirit. Isn't that cool? And then in 1 Thessalonians 2.17, but we brethren have been taken away from you for a short time in presence, but not in heart. Well, we are not gathering on this Sunday morning and I really do miss you guys. I miss the conversation, I miss the banter. I miss sharing stories and praying for people that are going through issues personally. I miss gathering for worship and singing and the smiles. I miss being built up through life together here on Sunday mornings. I miss communion and doing it with you guys as a a regular routine. But the thing that I'm discovering is that as I experience alongside you in spirit, that sense of absence, there is that sense of presence that we have together. And we can do that more and more so online. And as Paul is looking at this letter, he's talking to a wider network of churches and he's saying, I want you to know you are all together in this in a way that you may not realize via the spirit of god in the in the very opening uh words of the bible it talks about the spirit hovering over the deep or the chaos and there's something about the unifying presence of the spirit in that description that as it works through the creative act of god The spirit enables the chaos of the circumstances that are described at the very beginning to emerge into something ordered, purposeful, good, and then ultimately described as very good. And I say that because we are together in spirit. The spirit is hovering over the chaos of our lives, our world, And yet the spirit is the place where we go to be together around the Lord's throne. And that's a reality that the Apostle Paul tuned into no matter where he was. And the fact that he was in prison, I think, gives it even more credibility. And for us, we're not in prison, but we are (laughs) confined to our homes. And it's, for me, very encouraging to think about this for a minute. Now, the fact that he only had one platform to get his message out, and that was writing words on parchment and sending it to places that uh, were far away through ambassadors, we're very blessed right now because we have the capacity to communicate in so many ways. And I think the Apostle Paul would say, I'm going to use all the online platforms that I possibly can to ensure that through the Spirit's presence in all of us, as these words are being sent, we are together. And we are enabled by the things of God to go to spiritual places that we couldn't without the words from the Scripture or the words from our friends that text us and say, I'm praying for you, or the words from emails where we share those prayer concerns in greater detail so that whenever we do stop to pray, we can lift them up. I wish I had a a COVID-19 quarantine infographic of all of the prayers that are being made by our people. I got to think that that, that the, um, the data graphic would show a spike in the increase of prayers. And that's the kind of spike that we need right now. Now, as um, Paul is writing these words, he's telling us that he is through the spirit. And in the process, he, he concludes, continue to live your lives in him. Begin your day every day, embracing him by starting the day in asking him to help you along the way. I had an interesting conversation with my son who's concerned about his college and he's uh, worried about paying it off because his plan was he was going to work and then he was going to pay as you go. Well, the fact that he's not working has created a sense of tension regarding that goal. And I told him, I said, you know, one of the patterns that you get used to in life as time goes on is that you never start anything without asking the Lord first to help you with it. And when you do, you engage him in a process that he otherwise will say, if you don't need me, I will just be over here waiting for you to ask. And I think the world has been doing that for a long time, by the way. And as Stephen uh, was listening to what I had to say, I was a little worried because, you know, he's at that age where you wonder if, if what you're saying is even being um, uh, registering. But he was all ears and I said, I've learned that discipline the hard way, and there's nothing that I do, including offering this message to you guys, without first asking the Lord. And his mother was right there, and she chimed in. Mandy's working on her master's degree, and she was intimidated by the prospect of doing it because she's been out of school for so long. And we talked about it along the lines I've just mentioned. And I told her, I said, you know, just ask the Lord, and he will help you. Each step of the way. Well, she started her master's degree in January, uh, the very first week. And um, through diligence and prayers, every time she tries to uh, complete a project or a task, God has given her everything that she's needed to make it happen. And right now she's in the final stage of completing her master's and I told her, I'm so proud of you. And she said, you know, I, I've only been able to do this because God has been there to help me each day. As we shared that with Stephen, Stephen, I, I, I think recognized that and, and embraced it himself. And I hope that out of all of this stuff that we're going through, we're starting to clue in to the things of God and recognize that when we engage him with those things that are deeply concerning or meaningful, and we ask him for help, he will be our provider. He will help us with whatever challenge that we face. He will help us as a church. And perhaps that note on the tree was just a reminder of another note on another tree that was in the form of the embodiment of God's son. And it was God's way of saying, for those in need, email, check in, listen, hear the good news, that I'm here to help. I'm offering at no charge or fee to help any elderly person, any person in need, To the best of my abilities, I will forgive you. I will guide you. I will will be with you when you walk your dog. I will help you however I can to the best of my ability. And the Apostle Paul, as he writes these words, knows that those abilities are about as good as you're ever going to get and the needs that we have as real as they are, he has a way of working through them to show his ability in the process to accomplish whatever it is that we need to have happen in our lives that is aligned with his good purpose. And I want you to cling to that. And I want you to meditate on that. Unless you don't have time, and if you don't, then that's okay. But I have a feeling that's not a problem here. Well, I'm looking forward to hopefully hearing from you guys through email and texting and things like that. I love being able to do that in the course of the week. And one day I just spent the whole day texting people, and uh, and and talking to people on the phone, and it was like that was the that was the whole process of the day. And I mentioned that because when we embrace one another online, God starts to flow through that experience and those pathways that make things come alive. There are just a lot of good stories, but I can see some of you are starting to nod off. And I don't I don't want that to happen until after. Well, I was gonna say you beat the Presbyterians to Bob Evans, but you don't have to worry about that. Uh, but after your lunch, you can take your nap. Well, just all kidding aside, um, love you guys. I do miss you. And I look forward to the day when we can get back together and just have an awesome celebration of just simply enjoying the fact that we can be together. But for now, thank the Lord for what we have and what we're able to do with it. Would you bow with me? Our Father, I just pray for all of our people as we take everything that we find in your word and we try to make it applicable to our lives. Lord, for whatever problem that we are facing today, I pray that we would just have the humility to ask you to help us. I pray, Father, that you especially help those who are doing their very best to lead us through this experience whether they're governmental leaders, whether they're people that are responsible for basic needs that are so essential, whether it's people that are ministering to one another and feeling like they lack. Lord, in all of these places, I pray that your glory would shine through these lives. For lives that are languishing from the COVID-19 virus, I pray for healing and restoration I pray for a cure, Father. I pray that you help us in this time to take advantage of the opportunity to be present with you and with one another online if we have to, in person when the time comes. We are grateful, Father, for never leaving us and never forsaking us and for always being with us through your Son, Jesus. And it's in his name I pray. Amen. Well, you guys take care and look online for more content that we're working on. If um, you need another book of Psalms, I'm working on Psalm, uh, the, the booklet for uh, Psalms um, 70 or 51 through 75. Um, and if you need a print copy of that, let us know and we'll figure out a way to get it to you. Uh, but I will be posting it online in, with a PDF uh, probably uh, before Wednesday. And so if you're caught up on your reading in the Psalms, which are really a great way, by the way, uh, in this season uh, to, to really calibrate, uh, staying tuned to the Lord. Um, I, I want to offer that. Uh, just one second. This is, the prayer, this is an example of the prayer journal uh, that we're having everybody read. And um, I'm not selling this. I'm not even putting my name on it. It's just me being the bo- part of the body, and this is my role. And I want to help you, if I can, uh, to stay focused on the things of the Lord as he's given us an opportunity to do so. Well, you all take care, and uh, talk to you soon.